Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. This is your host, Chris, here with Ro, and is more of our Toronto 2021 reviews. Uh, this time we are reviewing a film out of Senegal. It is called Saloon, I think. That's how you pronounce it. I'm probably fucking that up. Um, where is the synopsis? So I wish I had the synopsis off of the um, TIFF page, but I'm going to get the one off of IMDb. It says... Uh, three mercenaries distract a drug lord and are forced to hide in the mystical region of Saloum, uh, Senegal. Um, what did you think of this? I am so glad I did not miss this movie. I agree. Um, it was absolutely nothing of what I expected. And it is everything I appreciate about what's coming from the continent. Story-wise, it has, it, I mean, it had a, a, a low-key Western kind of feel. Uh, it, it, it's got mysticism. It's got fighting. It's got, it's a whole-ass revenge story, y'all. So the thing that gets me about this film, and, and this is normally a bad thing when I say this, right? This is a movie that's only an hour and 24 minutes. But it feels like there's two different films here. It starts off as one thing, and then the back half of the is it. And I'll put it this way, and, and this is not a bad thing. It actually transitions pretty well into it. But like the last twenty minutes, kind of almost turns into a horror film. And it's so funny because I mentioned it before. So my girlfriend does not watch horror films, right? Right. But we started watching this film because I was like, "Well, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's horror." And we're watching it, and we're like, "Oh shit!" And things going like we're, we're watching the revenge storyline turn out. We're like, "Oh, okay, cool." Not have, and then the horror elements come in, like the last twenty minutes, and she had to tap out. And I was like, "I'm sorry, babe." She I was like, it. She was like, "She was like, she was like, listen, the movie's good. It was good. I don't do horror. I gotta go." She got up and walked out, and I was like, "Damn, that sucks." Because I'm like, oh, it, 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 "Well, so here's how it's fucked up, right?" Because we still have to do um, another movie, uh, the one from Resident Mid Encounter. Mm-hmm. So it's the opposite that happened with that one. So with that one, it starts with a that film makes it seem like it's going to be horror or sci-fi, and it has like these really close up and a lot of bugs in the first like five to ten minutes. But after that part of the of, of encounter, it doesn't happen anymore, and it's fine to watch. And so she tapped out early in the encounter and didn't watch the rest of it. I was like, well, you could have stayed because the rest of it actually is not dealing with the bugs. It's okay. And then the opposite happened with this film where she watches about a good. 80% of the film and then couldn't finish it because it turned into a, a legit yeah. supernatural listen, horror film at the end. Listen, and I'm just like, I don't think that there <laughs> has been a turn. And they have this in the TIFF description at the end with one of the movies that they compared it to. Yeah. And I kind of scoffed when I saw it. But it, it, I haven't had a turn be that kind of turn on me since Dust Till Dawn. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It, it, it's like they lure you in with all this crime thriller and um, it's set in, oh, uh, I think it's what? what, it's Gannibus. That is a good-ass good comparison. Could you really go through the first half from Dust Till Dawn going like, oh, so they just kidnapped these people yeah, and they're just chilling yeah, at the bar? Kidnapped. Oh, okay, it's a cool. kidnapped movie. That's what we're doing? Oh, no. Wait, vampire? Where the fuck did that come from? You know right. what? I was like, yes, that's a good comparison here. Yeah, I was like, you genre bending, shifting, you lied to me. Thank you for lying to me. So I found the TIFF page and it says, Amiss again of a song coup d'etat in 2003. Bangu's hyenas and elite trio of mercenaries skillfully extract a drug dealer and his bricks, both gold and narcotic, from the chaos and make tracks for Dakar, Senegal. Now, that's the whole first half of the movie. I would even and say it's, it's the first, like, almost three quarters of the movie. It's, it's a. Yeah. Good, yeah, and, solid portion of this film. 
Yeah, but that's what you think. And you they kind of give you that 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 kind of grindhouse feel, the way the movie's mm-hmm. being set up. Um I do these people know Robert Rodriguez? Because I really kind of would like them all to be friends now. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about know. this. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh Jean-Luc, I cannot pronounce your last name, and I do not want to disrespect you by doing it wrong. Um you a real one because I, like you get in and you realize I'm like, okay, so this is going to be about um, mercenaries who extract people who can pay them that like, and, but they say they're protected. And so they're like, they're, they're cons- that people never know how they manage to do what they have to do. And they've got like, they've got magic and I'm thinking that's how it's going to be. And like, you know, and then you kind of end up really, like a bad the, juju situation. But then right? you also kind of really later on, they're like, cause at first you're like, oh, okay. Cause when you show, when the film opens up, you see these three men walking around yeah. And you're like, oh, they killed all these people, things like that. They're bad guys. Yeah. But then, then you find out, it's like, wait, actually, they're more like, kind of like, you know, the gray area A team where they get called in to do yeah. things. But like, they don't, they're actually like, uh, there's a character in here that basically says, you guys are actually heroes. Like, you're trying to act like right. you're not, but like, I know you guys. You guys are, yeah. You, you're, you're trying to act like you're big and bad, but you're actually like three good guys who actually do good things. So it's like, you know, yeah, because I thought they were the villains. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought so and too. And I was like, I was like, oh come on, man, don't make me watch this movie from the perspective of the people who are preying on their own. Well, but then it, you, it, well, it goes back to from Dust Till Dawn, right? It's like right. those mm-hmm. are those people that are there. They're villains. They're all bad guys. And you're like, oh well, well they got come. We're coming to them here. It's like you kind of find out later on. The more and more you get, you, you find out. You're like, wait a minute, that's not what I. And, and that's the first hint that this is not the film you think it is, right? Because right. you start getting more of the information, going like, "Wait a minute, um, there's a um, uh, the the young woman, Awa, uh, uh, she's the one that's like, she kind of breaks. She's like, yeah, I know who you guys are. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to join you, and you're like, why are you trying to join them? And then they slaughter. But at people. first, she's at first, yeah. you're just like, oh, so she, okay, she's gonna snitch on them. She's like, she's she knows they're evil. She she escaped where they came from. She knows that they're the villains. Then you start to get more information. You're like, wait a minute, you, you you're you're like, kind of, oh you yeah oh. Wait. Hold on. Like, hey. Oh, this whole premise lied to me. Yeah, like old boy with the with the the um with the machete and the go and the the blonde beard and shit like that. You're like, oh yeah, this dude is clearly trash. He and you're like, wait a minute, no, he's not. Like you're just that is a magical man. And well, no, I'm not, like, oh no, I'm not. I'm not talking. No, I'm not even talking about the uh, wait. Which one? I'm not talking about the mystic. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the other one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the one that yeah. kept going back and forth with her and would, would could yeah. also could you like. They're also, you find out they're, they're highly educated. They can, like, there's a scene at the table where they're all signing. And everybody's yeah. like, what are they saying to each other? What's going on? <laughs> right? Yeah, he's like, like, no secrets. And he's like, whatever. And they, right. like, I mean, they disassemble very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I, it, it's like it, I think I, I have words, y'all. This movie got me messed up a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, so it kind of speaks to the way that you start to feel like you're going to get to the you know the old samurai and spaghetti western, and then they blend in all the stuff that has to do with the supernatural. But you have to remember this is non-western rooted, so like the the rules for the magic system as mm-hmm. they start to unroll, and you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's not even so much about the fact that the movie isn't in English, although I did discover I know more French than I thought I did. <laughs> um, there's one time I looked away from the scene, the screen. Mm-hmm. to get my drink and somebody said something i said what and turn all the way back and i was like i just understood all of that but i need to rewind because i don't know none of the pictures that went with it but it's one of those movies where you get in there and and um 
right around the time that their escape plan goes wrong Mm -hmm. and you start to realize i'm like okay so this was an extraction but they don't like this guy Mm -hmm. they don't have any respect for this guy at all (laughs) at all all. all. i was like why would they help this guy Mm -hmm. and then you know that 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 lingers in your head because then you've got to one of the guys who's on team, the one you were talking about, who seems like he's just the brute there to take the aggro, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes up to the mystic and he's like, man, and, and he's like, he's hiding something for us. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're supposed to be watching this guy because my eye was over here mm-hmm. thinking the action was going to happen some other way. And then the movie starts to take the supernatural turn, you know, uh, and it really is kind of a dust to dawn type thing. You're like, okay, we'll hunker down here and we'll just wait this out. And then, you know, you know, here should be good. And, 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 and that's what my clue should have been. I was like, yeah, something wrong, something wrong with mm-hmm. all of this. I mean, it's like I said, I like this cast. First of all, is it me or the dude who plays uh, Shaka? He's like, you know, um, you know, you know, uh, you could be a Sterling K Brown. Jan oh, Gael is a fabulous actor, and yeah. he show could be a Sterling K. Like he could be like if you, if, if if you needed a, a Sterling K. Brown like lookalike, and some and some like when like he's like, wait a minute, that's did they put Sterling? And I had to look it up for a minute. I was like, nah, they didn't get him. He's too old for this. Because I was like, no, it's not. But like they're all great, and it and it. Yeah, he's French and, Cameroon. Yeah, and and you're actually, and this is the great thing about this, and when films do this, you're actually drawn into that first story. But what's yeah. actually going on, and and who the characters are, and what's because you start getting more and more pieces of what's happening and things like this. Because when they when they show up at this um this village, you're like, huh? You just show up, and then at one point, Chaka kind of knows the people there. You're like, wait, what's going on? Huh? What's happening? Yeah. And well, then you start well, getting you know, like they have they have they, they have the the they're 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 trying to repair their plane, but there seems like there's a bigger plan or something goes on here that now everybody knows about. And then when that gets revealed, you're like, oh shit. And I looked at my, I looked at the clock and was like, "But there's still 30 minutes of this film left. What's going mm-hmm. on here?" And that's when the change happens. You're like, "Oh, oh, oh!" And it's yeah. And it also at the very beginning, it kind of it starts out with like a, an episodic feel, mm-hmm. like the way they introduce it. They've kind of got some drop cards in that orient you to what's going on, and they've got a disembodied narrator, but. What really threw me off is because the true opening of this movie happens right as the beginning of the credits roll. And they have this thing where it says mm-hmm. that, um, and that should have been my true first clue that yeah, no matter where they were going, we was going to end up at a different place because the opening quote is revenge is like a river whose bottom is reached only when we drowned. With, by the way, some of the most beautiful cinematography and 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 muted to brilliant colors ever and everybody in this movie for the most part is a dark-skinned black person so they got them popping off these vivid colors but then they also go into kind of like the whole purple indigo scale as you get of what sundown and sunrise looks on not this hemisphere so exactly yes the way this no i'm agreeing with you the way this is shot with black people and having them pop out on the screen, even when it's dark, you know, yep. it's like, again, this is how I hate to say this, how you shoot black people. Right. Right. You know, this is, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of, um, 
waves, how the colors and waves was and things like that. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, this With better is better over the headshots. Oh, definitely, they, yes. Because they got smooth transitions from like, you know, slow movement to fast movement to action. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. That is a good that is a good comparison there. But I will tell you this. You don't have to take our word for the fact that this movie is fly. Guillermo del Toro said this is his highly anticipated movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that puts that right on my watch list, right? If nothing else does. But yeah, it it flies straight into the fantasy world and goes right and knocks on the door of horror. Well, because it also it, it also takes in where you're at, the land in which you're at, right? There's at one point where they, and this is not a spoiler, they are trying to because it's even in uh, not in the IMDb um, uh, uh, synopsis, but in the TIFF synopsis, it says that w- uh, they when they when they are when their plane is disabled, they have to hide out among the other. And they try to blend in and at this place, this village. With the other tourists, right? And so what they do is they say, "Oh well, we're our companion here is like a, a gold mine uh, uh, investor, and we're trying to work with him to see if we're gonna, you know, um, uh, we're we're kind of showing him different gold mines and things like that." And they even say at one point, "It's like, hey, you know, we there's a whole discussion about like, hey, this is our land. We want to make sure that if if whoever we work with." will treat the land correctly and isn't just going to come out there and basically take all the resources and run and things like that. Like it, right. it actually brings it, I, in it, right. And even in the, the location where in the village they're in, there's a history among that as well that gets blended into the story. First, the, the first half of the story and then the back half of the story as well with the supernatural, like right. they blend that into it. And so it's all part of the story. And so it feels even more lifted like that. This to me is is what we talk about all the time when and why I get upset at some of those. Oh, I can't remember. This is how bad some of these horror films we've we've seen are. Like I see them and then I get upset. I forget about. I forget their names. I'm always go back to what was it? The Wretched, because that's the only one I remember the name of. But there's a lot of them like this. Where so you? Bad with that movie. Well, because well, it's a perfect example to me of a film that had a great concept. But refused and broke, to go in and, and broke its own rules. Broke well, broke its own rules, but even worse than that didn't establish what the rules were and didn't establish what the lore is around what they were going to do. Right. And right, that okay, film had fair. was more than I'm, I'm going to assume it's probably longer than this film, probably longer than an hour and 24 minutes. And it never did that. It was a, and it's not just that film. Um, I think one of the, the last conjuring film we watched did the same fucking mm-hmm. thing. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of these films that do that. And then you get a film like this where in a hunt in an hour and 24 minutes, they basically tell you, Two different stories, establish the lore of the non-supernatural stuff up front, and then establish the lore while while they're doing that, then they sneak in. Cause I, I wish this is one of those films that again, this is where having me watching right at the moment of when Tiff is going to take the film off, I can't go back and rewatch the film. But I wish I could rewatch I could have rewatched it because I now want to go back to that first part and also count and I got some of them, but count all the moments when they were setting up the back half of the film. Because yeah. they were because there were clearly times when they were doing that, just like you said, the opening of the film kind of tells you what direction we're going if you're paying attention, but you're probably not paying attention, and you start getting that right. So this film in an hour and twenty four minutes does all of that when you have these other films out there that could take two hours and don't do any of it, right? Yeah, it, and, it was super tricky, and I only caught some of it because I was like, "That's a weird way to open a movie and mm-hmm. then have it fly directly into being like a." 
70s kind of spaghetti western feel with all this chaos but clearly i was like so something's up with one of the mercenaries is it i'm like is this what the mercenaries do because i started to think i was like okay well maybe maybe we're going to get a couple of the mercenaries jobs mm-hmm. and it'll play out through that so i i i, I started clocking stuff in that so for me it wasn't necessarily whether or not i thought i missed some stuff in the opening it's like what it actually set me up for was so much better and so much more engrossing and fully developed than where I thought I was going to end up. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you end up on a whole, and I think it's very pointed about the commentary they give about this being an insulated, isolated community that's Mm -hmm. steeped in myth and mystery. And a lot of people who were kind of disparaging about what's going on until shit gets all the way real. And the one dude who truly ends up being a bad guy, just perpetually just like nonchalantly saying these terrible, horrible things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to go back and watch it because I felt like I, I felt like maybe I missed like when they were explaining who the hyenas were. I think I got I think I took it too much on face value the way that mm-hmm. they introduced and explained them to me, right? And there's like this there was this coolness in there underneath that I I really wish if I had gone back. I think it would put a completely different definition or a, like frame on how I was looking at how their the the relationship between the three of them unfolded mm-hmm. because they act like brothers but they're clearly not related. Yeah. And yeah. And, and they're very close and it's uh, honestly <laughs> it's going to sound almost cliché to say this. They're basically the three musketeers. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be real, they're the three musketeers. <laughs> Because they literally have a saying that's like basically, I forget what their saying was, but it's basically, you know, all for one, one for all. You know? like All the way to the end. All the way to the end. Yeah, it's all the way to the end. Together to the end or something like that. Like, that's what they they do. And and they mean that shit, right? And, you know, they, even when they fight and have disagreements, because there's a time when there's a little bit of conflict and you feel like, you know, in other films, are they going to turn on their leader because he's keeping things from them? Right. No, when it comes down to it, it's like, well, well, we we're in it. You know, I'm mad at you for not telling me. You should have told me. <laughs> we here now. But we here now, so we fucking doing it. This is what because we here for, right? It's like it, that's it, what's yeah. missing from a lot of movies, especially yes. when you have these ensemble groups that are um, black people. Like um, that's where you always get to turn, where like mm-hmm. the Western gaze somehow mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't commit to the value of found family. Exactly. And then and yeah, so they take the they take the low hanging fruit of and this is where the infighting happens and and this is where it is. And then you have to wait until that one pivotal moment where it's almost too late for them to come back together for that common em- en- en- enemy. But in, in this respect, their internal group dynamic. What is revealed is that there's no real leader here. Mm-hmm that these are brothers in arms, but they are also brothers. They are family. And uh, it may take them a minute to get over being pissed off, but they can come to a place where I, I don't agree with how you did it, but I understand. And, and, and clearly we're the two people mm-hmm. <laughs> who will understand that frame of reference yeah. for how you work. And like, I mean, I may not agree with you, but I understand. Mm-hmm. We've said it about so many things. Right. And so that's when you start to get this and you've got the, and then when you blend in the fact that it's playing around with a lot of African folklore and mysticism, and it's doing in such a way that 
I feel like it's creating a hybrid that puts what we get in the West in like a sad, sad pale comparison. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely now want to go find Herbalette's next flick series. I think it's Sako and um, Mangani from the same director. Hmm. And apparently it's supposed to be on Netflix. Oh, well, I, okay. I'm very into to seeing that now after seeing this. That's supposed to be like a, a police procedural with Afro-Caribbean folklore and mysticism. All drunk. And if this is what his idea of blending in African folklore and mysticism is, I'm in. But when it takes a horrific turn, the horror is on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. It's not just the whole fantastical supernatural horror it's the how and why of that that got me right how about you yeah no absolutely uh also looks like um uh yan is also in that film uh, also in um that's where he got him from he's also in um oh is he the lead i don't know if he's the lead in the in the in the netflix series i don't know if, i don't cause i've never seen it but he is, is he definitely is in that I just looks well, the then I'm definitely in because he's a fantastic fact actor and he's also fine, so it doesn't hurt that I like to look at his face a lot. Just saying, I'm gonna keep it together. I just wanted to say that just that once. It's fine. We good. I'm calm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, You're such a good friend um, that you let us be thirsty around you and you just uh, sit there calmly and wait it out. What the fuck can you do? <laughs> <laughs> you can cut my mic, but you um, don't. I mean, I actually, it's too much work. Uh, too much work. Too much work. No, um, I, but I, I'm not going to lie. How often do we get full, like, all the levels of threat leading men actors who no, are yeah. black? Right. They get a full range that show emotion, um, that, that give that. Also, I, I, we mentioned this before, we can't say enough. Because I, I was shocked by this, this, and I, I guess I shouldn't be, but I guess I, I kind of am though, because sometimes I just think of these shots take money, and I just I'm used to sometimes just having to beg for to get certain money for. Them. This film is beautiful. There's plenty of sets, and they spent money, maybe not like millions and millions and millions of dollars, but they spent money to get some great, great shots in this film. There's great overhead shots. There's great close-ups. And then even when you get the threat of the supernatural in here, that's great too. They spent they they spent some they spent some money to make this film look great, and so it looks fantastic as well. That matches because sometimes when you get something like this, and, and I'm not saying this is because this is um, a foreign film, but this is just in general when you deal. We see this all the time with, with horror. Sometimes with horror, you gotta you know. Eat the fact that your special effects might not be good or the shot, the, the, the cinematography might not be great just because you're not given that kind of money for these things. It just, it's just what happens. This film had no problems with that. Across the board, it, it looks great in the, and the look of the film matches the story that's being told and the acting that's happening. So it's a right. trifecta that works, you know? Um, yeah. I'll be honest, but, this is my this is probably my, one of my favorite films of the festival. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't perfect by any means, no. but the ways in which it wasn't perfect was more along um I kind of have to do a, I had to do some resetting um 
to looking at this and what they wanted to talk about in ways that I've just been trained by getting movies here. And um, it took me a minute. And I think that took me out of the movie a little bit. So I also agree that it's the kind of thing where um, I really, really, really immediately wanted to see it again. But I also felt that this had, an, this was of another perfect ending um, in, a, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in, you know. Yeah. I, I was going to say something I, that I, might, I, well, I stopped um, myself on yeah. the spoiler because yeah. I really want people to see this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like this is it. I, I don't know what the budget for this is. Do you? No, I have no idea. Um, but whatever the budget for this is, I believe that it was 100% across the board used beautifully. Uh, uh, the Between the people, I mean, it even has really good rep for uh, the... I don't like calling it the disabled community, but she's mute. Mm-hmm. Awa is mute. She's um, she and deaf, so she can't hear and she can't speak. But you felt her in this mm-hmm. movie. Nobody slowed down. Nobody acted like there was anything wrong. And they use it as an opportunity to again also show the facility of language. You know that a, a part of these these people being erudite is they spoke multiple languages. One of which was uh, ASL. I don't know if it, it was it was at least it was sign language. I don't know if it was uh, American sign language, but it was definitely sign language, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And and. And when you look about that and the kind of different representation, it's like like the women weren't full of shit, the men weren't full of shit, the way that they did the relationships, but the comedy, the comedy beats were even some of the best. And I, if this is what new African, Af- Af- African cinema is supposed to be looking at, and sign me up, sign me up for all of it. I need them to get the money. I, I need them to have, I need them to have the budgets because if this is what they do with what Hollywood considers uh, uh, an indie budget, because that still could be millions, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. So this is actually, so this is the first production under their studio, the, the director's Dakar-based studio. So they, 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 um, they created their, uh, the studio under their production company, um, and this is their first production under that studio. And I'm like... Well, if this is the kind of, the level of work that they're aiming to put out, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, this is... Yeah. Um, what would you I, give this out of 10? This is a eight for me. I really, I mean, the unique storyline, the strong acting, the amazing cinematography, the kinetic movement and the smooth ass transitions got me. And I really liked the score. Yeah. Um, this is an eight and a half for me, uh, only because I feel like I have to give it under petite. Um, but yeah, it's an eight and a half, nine. Uh, I really yeah. enjoyed this. This was, I was gonna say this is the last film I watched. That it wasn't. I watched Silent Night, which we'll talk about. Yeah, um, um, yeah. 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 It was. I, I, I refused to watch. I watched this on the same day that I think I watched The Survivor. Oh, do you? And I. Hmm? I wish I had finished The Survivor. I wish I could have seen that. I did want to see The Survivor. Um, we got to figure out a way for you to see that movie. I am well, happy I'm pretty the sure they're gonna, I watched it. They're going to send it to me. I know they're going to send it to me. I, know I looked at what The Survivor's about. That's getting sent to us at the end of the year. That I'll Yeah, it is straight up and down an awards movie, an but award I felt movie, like yeah. they actually took the care necessary for that movie in mm-hmm. order for it to, um, to be more than just a, a, an awards grab, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I mean, I will. We're gonna do probably a roundup 
for Tiff. Kind of, you saw some more stuff than I saw. Uh, we'll talk overall about the, the festival and things like that. But I will yeah. say, you know, hey, you'll notice that we haven't done some of the bigger films. Um, that's because they didn't make them available to us on on the streaming app, which is weird since last year they did and you know COVID and stuff like that. You would think they would not whatever. Um, not bitter, bitter. But I will say the stuff we did get overall for the most part outside of dash cam, pretty good. Yeah, I'm actually sad um, that I didn't. I had to take as many breaks, um, as I did. Because mm-hmm. I wish I could have watched more. There were a couple of others that I had on my list, and I just couldn't. I couldn't work it in. Yeah. Just so. time wise, I couldn't work it in. Yeah. Because I still had to behave, and you yeah. know, you know. I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, some of the things we miss, uh, especially some of the, the really good ones. We know we'll get other chances to see them. Right, right. I mean, I'm looking at some other film festivals that hopefully may drop some of them in. Um, Netflix may not have let U.S. people see Power of the Dog early as part of their festival, but we're definitely going to get it when it comes out. So, I mean, I'm down for to watch a Benedict Cumberbatch movie and Jane is back. So I got to see that. But I'm hearing some seriously mixed stuff about some of the other gala presentations and special presentations that they blocked from us. And I think I said it on a, ne- a previous review to you. I ended up happy not having to figure out, not having to fight with myself about, well, I need to cover the bigger one because that's well, the one everybody's going to be talking so, about. So here's, I'll say this for the longer rant about this for when we do the overall test review. But I do find it interesting that when pre-COVID, when it was big blockbusters and Marvel films dominating the press circuits and things like that. People would complain about how blockbuster films uh, snuff out smaller films and they keep talking about these other good films and all blah, 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 right? But then film festivals this year basically did that by only allowing those blockbuster films being shown as certain things. And I'm like, so what that basically, so, so why? Why? Why right. is it because that's what you knew was going to get people in your seats versus all these other good films? So, yeah, I'm I, again. Here's my thing: as a, as a movie critic, this is what you guys wanted. You guys, I don't mean you all the listeners. I mean just overall. I don't have to watch the, the big films right when they come out. I can wait. You know, right? Um, Shang Chi is coming out to. I was still going to considering going to the theater to see it, but it, I know for a fact it's coming to Disney Plus November twelfth. So guess so who's Disney on? Day. <laughs> so guess who's waiting until November twelfth to watch it when I can watch it from the comfort of my home? I am right, but um, but for yeah. for me when it comes to film festivals, it's less about I feel like a quote I have to cover this is like you know I follow some random people. I realized the other day that um, even though I deaded my original Twitter handle, it's still the account, and so I still follow uh, like four thousand people or some shit. It's weird. I don't like it. I need to fix that. But a mixed among them are like some actors and some directors who do like. Um, not necessarily industry projects. And so random things come across my radar. I follow some uh, film critics, some of the ones who are trade, but also some of the ones who I like who are indie and a lot of them are black. And I think I can't say enough that we get the grace with the audience that we serve with who we talk to, that they are interested in more than just the big projects. You know, I think we get positive feedback. Some people think that we um, go off script when we ram, we 
they think that we're rambling or we're not actually reviewing the movie. But sometimes we make comparisons between projects so people have a touchstone and as a way not to spoil. Because sometimes it feels like we're spoiling once you've gone to see the movie. But if you go back and listen to what we said before, what we did is we alluded to things. We kind of talked about the allegories that were involved in the themes. And we have the grace because we respect the people who we who listen to us enough to not feel like we need to have a one on one conversation about Mm -hmm. every single movie. And. For me, they've taken some of the the handcuffs off of being bound to the the Friday night release schedule. Right? I mean, it used to be we were hitting our screenings that they were giving us, and then we had a standing to review every Thursday night because we needed to make sure that things got up on Friday. So we have a little bit more flexibility. We have a little bit more grace. Like, um, I do want to comment, because you'll probably hear this before October 1st, we reviewed The Guilty on a previous show for TIFF, The Guilty hits Netflix October 1st. Mm-hmm. And we may have had to choose between a different project if like Chris was in person at TIFF versus me watching something, um, what I could get remotely on a request. You know what I mean? And so we got to make a different kind of strategic schedule for how we handled TIFF. We still followed some of the bigger names, but you were really open to suggestions that I was making about, hey, this guy out of Senegal is doing this thing. And you were like, it's on my radar. Or, hey, you know, I'm completely obsessed with Celine Scama. You're like, all right, cool. And like, you know, that I wanted to watch a movie called Night Raiders. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but if I get my hands on the screener, I know you'll be down to watch it. And it's a movie that came out of the the very 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 hefty effort that they're making to make sure that they are centering indigenous voices mm-hmm. at TIFF and well, so it's, it's another it's, yeah it's, it's a funny thing that you know TIFF is always talking about trying to lift the voices up it's like guess what by only making those voices available on digital now guess what those are the voices I, actually get I I'm even more forced to watch more of them now so cool. Yeah, all right. That's all you guys want to yeah. do? That's fine. I can I, do that. I mean, if, if the big studios want to kind of gatekeep in a different way, I mean, I like I, I got in this game reviewing stuff that I had to go track down and hunt myself. I was we were all reviewing from basically behind a paywall because before we got on um, critics lists, we were paying to go see movies or we were standing in line for the free screener as an audience member. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the hustling grind that got us here and kept us interested in what we were doing didn't have anything to do with trying to feed the studio machine, which is kind of why I get a little testy when people are like, oh, what do you expect from a critic? Excuse you? No, no, that's not how this works. And I appreciate and respect the fact that the MTR audience goes along with us on the rise when sometimes we drop down a rabbit hole that they would have just stepped over because it just looks like, you know, it's going to break your ankle. Right. Sometimes we, sometimes you cuss me out because I've thrown you down a rabbit hole that you would have given wide berth. And what was I that, skipped, what was yeah. that fucking crazy animated film you had us watch? <laughs> me, and, me and Brandon, we were just like, what the fuck is... We actually we were like, you know what? I actually kind of fucking like this shit. But like, it's still fucking weird as shit. That, yeah, yeah. But You're anyway. welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I mean, but you guys welcomed me gracefully into your midst, invited me to be a co-host with y'all on the show and to bring my weird, what in the hell is this 
she reads everything and she go watch the same weird stuff she reads. You let me like test out episodes for a whole book podcast, which by the way, is coming back full fourth October because I um I attended Fiacon this weekend, which was a whole virtual fest run by a whole squad of black fic- speculative fiction writers who do um, they run Fire Lit Mad- Literary Magazine, a place where I review. And if you're not into that, get into that. And uh, there were just so many different voices there and so many different things. So I have so much more material. And so instead of just dropping that into episodes every once in a while or dropping it in when it relates to the book that it came from, I'm going to like put together concentrated shows and efforts. And you give me, you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let me know if you need any help. And a lot of people don't have that grace. So, you know, you know, I'll do respect to you on that point, because you you could make us focus on what you think will get the clicks and will get the push. And we would have suffered in the pandemic. Because we don't necessarily have the level of outlet access that certain trades do to where people were automatically going to just keep feeding them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, some yeah. of that is on you because you you let us cast a wide net. And unless it's uh, we trying to take you to too much of a Negro movie, you come along for the ride. And then you mm-hmm. throw out your own net and just drag us, too, because it's been a couple movies. Like, I'm still mad at you behind Sputnik, my nigga. Oh, come on. You know you love that film. I love it, but I've had on, do you, the frequent on. nightmare on, about that thing you standing up and darting at that glass. It's um, great, but we wouldn't have watched it ordinarily because we wouldn't have had time. It didn't get a big release. Yeah. It was limited. Yeah. Or Freaks. Oh, it was it. Yeah. Right. Remember, yeah. You know, so there's which that. ended up as a number one on Netflix. So we were right about Freaks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Just saying. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, Spotify, um, uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Movie trailer reviews, find us there. We have more reviews coming out. Um, we have two more films to review for audio for TIFF. And then um, we have October, so there's going to be some more films that we also have coming, just coming out, regular releases that we'll be doing that. So, um, yeah, just stay tuned. So, again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.